This is the recap, the part of the podcast where we recap this week's sermon. Mm. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's what we do. That's what we do on the recap. Hey, Dave. Hey, man. How are you? I'm tired today, but that's okay. Yeah. Yep. It's just you and me today. We're going to recap Genesis 23. That's end, what we... End of 22 to 23. End of but, 22 to yeah. 23. Yep. That's right. So uh, why don't you just start by <laughs> what you, giving us... What, your, what should I do? Maybe you should, should just give us a little it? recap of where you went in the sermon. Just give us the main points. Yeah. So Genesis, the end of 22... Uh, the angel of the Lord comes and recounts uh, Abraham's faith to him, and, and he recounts then the promises that God has made to Abraham. He's going to multiply his offspring. You know, it's going to be a multitude. Uh, and then he says his offspring will possess the gate of his enemies. And uh, and so he, he just reiterates these, these promises to him and says, hey, uh, that test I just put you through, um, because you've passed it, it, it's it's an evidence of your faith. And I'm going to remind you now of these promises I've made. In the sermon, I said that you know God doesn't show up and say, "Whew, uh, glad you passed that. Everything was up for grabs or mm-hmm, right. anything like that." So I, I, it's not a, a pass or fail test, but it's it's God uh, stretching Abraham's faith, God walking with him. Uh, through this trial to refine his faith and then God delighting to draw near and say, well done, well done. I'm, I, I'm, I see, I see your faith and I'm thankful for it. Uh, like, like a good, like a good dad likes to do with his kids, right? Say, well done, good and faithful servant. Um, and then we just talked about the only other point I had was all of 23 then is this story of Sarah dying. So talked about, you know, their, probably 110 year marriage that they had together. Wow. Um, And the 62 years or so that they had of walking together with God from Ur to this final burial place. And just the, you know, just the remembering with everyone, your chair is squeaky, but it's okay. Sorry. Remembering with everyone, just, you know, what they had all walked through together, kind of recounting all the trials and joys in, in Genesis and God's faithfulness to them. And then, uh, a bunch of that chapter is Abraham uh, haggling, right? <laughs> haggling with the Hittites, the art of the deal. Haggling with the Hittites about um, how he wants his burial place for Sarah, and and the two the two points that I brought up. One was that what would normal what would be normal and customary would be bring Sarah back to her hometown and bury her there, and the second thing is that he pays a really really high price for this field. Uh, he goes in asking for a cave and this guy kind of passive aggressively in this kind of art of, like you said, the art of the deal, uh, gets him to buy a whole field and the cave in it. And so he pays a, a high price to do something that's not customary. And the question I, I asked and then answered was why, you know, why would he do that? And I said, I think at the end of 22, God's confirming the offspring, the people, like I keep saying. Mm-hmm. And in 23, he's confirming again Abraham's faith that God's going to give them this place. So we keep saying God's people in God's place to enjoy God's presence. End mm-hmm. of 22, God's people, 23, God's place uh, to enjoy God's presence. So yep. I think Abraham is saying God has promised this place. And although I'm a sojourner here now, since God has made this promise, I believe him. And I'm going to invest now in the present, even though the future promise is 
hundreds of years off still. I'm going to invest now so that when people come here, they'll see that God was faithful to his promises. And yeah. So we just kind of talked about what does it mean to have this future hope that God, all of God's promises are going to come true for us, like the resurrection hope, the new heavens, new earth. What does that mean for how we invest now? Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and how does what we hope for in the future affect how we live now in the present? Yeah. Yeah, that's, <clears throat> that's good. Um, are there any details that you didn't have time to go into that you wish that you had more time? Uh, not, not, not a, not a ton this week. Um, there was, a. I I said it, I mentioned it in the sermon. There's the theme of death is really heavy in Mm -hmm. chapter 23. Mm -hmm. And I think that's on purpose that we might feel the ongoing curse and the ongoing sin and the ongoing just shadow over the whole world mm-hmm. to make Abraham's faith in God's future promises shine all the brighter. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. he's hoping through death. So again, it's almost like this this glimpse of resurrection hope or hope beyond death. Yep. But I didn't have time to develop that theme a ton, but I, I mentioned it, but I, I probably could have said more about that, but that was the one thing. I, yeah. yeah. What? So what was it? I'm just curious, you know, reading, I read the text again mm-hmm. and, you know, the first time you read it, it almost sounds like, Ephron actually is this like generous guy. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, what is this between you and me? Just, you know, but so like, what is it? What was it that made you land in the place that you did? I know you talked about it a little bit on Sunday, but maybe just reiterate on, you know, what made you land that actually he's <laughs> taking Abram for a ride here? <laughs> yeah, it, it was, well, a couple things. So it was a kind of a common practice for foreigners that were sojourning. Mm-hmm. Um, although I think there is a, there is a, there is a general respect for Abraham we see calling him a prince of God mm-hmm. that I think is real, but he's still a foreigner. He, he doesn't really belong there. And again, he asks for a cave mm-hmm. and what gets offered to him is the whole field, right? And, and so we think like, what is it between you and me? Like if I said, like if you said, hey, let's go out to lunch. And I said, I got it. What is it between you and me? Mm-hmm. What would happen then is I would pay for your lunch. But mm-hmm. if I said, what is it between you and me and you ended up paying for my lunch? Yeah. Go, what just happened there? Yeah. Right? <laughs> That'd be weird. And so I think that because he asks for a cave uh, and he ends up getting the whole field and he pays, uh, I, I, you know, I didn't go into it in the sermon either. So maybe that'd be another detail, but I think it's like, uh, I'm trying to find it on the text, 400 shekels of silver. Yeah. That's like a, a ton, a ton, a ton of money back then. Um, so that wouldn't be like a price that he would normally pay for a cave and then he just threw in the field because he's generous. No, it'd be like a because really, yeah, really okay. high price for the cave and the field. Okay, all right. So he had to buy more than he wanted for a higher pr- than a higher price than market value. Gotcha, yep. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I think he was willing to do that because of this future hope that he had. Yep. Um, and then one, one other question that I had, I don't even know if you thought about this, but the end of 22... Yep. It's almost like there's a little mini genealogy there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. I mean, do you know like why that's there? Like what the purpose is of that? Well, I think I think the purpose of all the genealogies are to let us know that's in real time and real space. Mm-hmm. I asked Haddon to mention this in his upcoming sermon because I think the main reason this genealogy is here is because Rebecca's there. Oh, okay. And Rebecca's about to show up in a big way in chapter 24, which Haddon is preaching. Sure. So I think that he'll go, he's going to reach back and talk about it a little bit too. Gotcha. He's going to talk about us and buzz. 
Ozen Buzz and Becca. <laughs> Ozen Buzz and Becca. <laughs> That's what they call it for short. Great. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right. Okay. Good. All right. Well, anything else you want to mention about this text? Uh, the only the only thing I only other thing I'd say about the sermon in general is I've had a lot of people uh, mention to me just like how do you decide. <laughs> when not to write an application or a conclusion. Yeah, because <laughs> it was pretty off the cuff this week, right? Yeah, and, so uh, what I would say is it doesn't it doesn't uh people people don't know from from watching how little I rely on my manuscript anyways. Um so I'm not I'm not like re- up there reading for word for word most of the time anyways. There's certain things I am, but most of the time it's kind of a guide. Mm-hmm. Um so it wasn't maybe as abnormal as it seemed. However, I normally have some kind of idea. So when I get done with exegeting the passage, think I know what it means, think I know what God's trying to say through that author, the application, there's a little bit of freedom to go, man, sometimes there's a there's a couple different ways you could go just in applying it to us. Mm-hmm. So normally I go for a walk or I go for a run. Oftentimes it's in the shower after uh-huh. the run yep. that, I, that I kind of get that direction. And this time I, I just felt the Lord saying, just wait. Don't write one. Yeah. So that happened Friday, and then that happened Saturday. That happened Sunday, Sunday morning. morning. <laughs> so by Sunday morning, I just as I said the distinct uh, impression that that he would just kind of help me in line with the message of that text, in line with Genesis twenty two and twenty three, apply it for our people wherever we needed to that morning. Just say um, something fitting for the moment. Yeah. And so I didn't, you know, I, I was getting a sense of kind of what I thought he was leading me to do as. Um, as you were leading worship and just some of the themes that were coming out. Um, but yeah, just, just trying to be obedient and just trusting that God is shepherding his people mm-hmm. as he's shepherding my preparation. Yeah. Um, and I think he did because I've just heard a lot of, a lot of people are helped by it. And um, so just to, to encourage people, the Lord is, yeah. the Lord is working, you know, days before the sermon comes and the Lord is working, and, you know, you and I, I mean, you're gone all week. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even have a chance to talk to you about where you were going in worship. Yeah. And God just brought it all together. So that was sweet. Awesome. All right. Thanks, man. Talk to you next time. Yep. <laughs>